I remember seeing a joke press release in which Microsoft announced that they were allowing people to customize the blue screen of death because they were asking people, what do you spend the most time doing on Windows? And they said, staring at the blue screen of death. And the uh, press release concluded by saying, this puts us light years ahead of the free software foundations because as far as we know, Linux doesn't even have a blue screen of death, let alone a customizable one. You know, I, I'm a Linux user right now because Android is based off of a Linux kernel. So, but well, of course you're, support, you're supporting Skynet and its bid to take over the world, which, by the way, I believe it was April 19th. Skynet was supposed to become self-aware. So, And then the 22nd, it was supposed to launch. No, I, I thought it was like a five-minute Five minutes no, no, no. it was like two days. It was two days. Well, it's strange. We're still here, so I guess it didn't happen. I don't know. Did you see the St. Louis airport? <laughs> As a Canadian, I don't pay much attention to anything south of the 49th. Hmm. We had a lot of discussion today. Today on a, I had a discussion today on a forum through a random discussion thread where, where. Oh, where you know someone was talking about which girl was the best one for Ronma, and I pointed out very correctly that uh, that you know after Yurse Yatsura, Romika wasn't going felt like she wasn't she was going to do anything but cave to fan pressure again. So it, the the main couple was the main couple was the main couple because right. Yurse Yatsura she caved to fan pressure. Hmm. She totally did. Okay. On the other I hand, uh, after, you know, I've read the series uh, all the way through. I mean, almost everybody has. I've watched all the episodes, and I have to truthfully say it was probably the best best choice. Or, more properly, the least worse. Yeah. <laughs> because, quite frankly, I hate the poisonous little bitch, and I would love to see her die. Which poisonous no little use... bitch are we talking about now? I was going to say, that's a... Oh, <laughs> let's not go there again. We're going to have another <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, it's going to start a flame war. Nah, I don't do flame wars. But and uh, that brought up... I, mean, a... I wrote a fanfic just so I could kill her. I'm sure you're not the, the only premise, one. The whole premise of the fanfic is like 37 chapter epic. First chapter, Akane dies. I could have stopped there and been happy. And uh, this brought up another argument on this message board about uh, Yurisa Yatsura and, uh, you know... You know, someone brought up Beautiful Dreamer, and I brought up a point Neil told me a long time ago, which was the director of Beautiful Dreamer, who also directed Ghost in the Shell. He, uh, he, Beautiful Dreamer, he did the exact opposite of what uh, Rumiko wanted, and uh, she actually barred him from ever directing anything she she was involved with ever again. Huh. Forbidden. Right, well. And we'll that see. was the, the, that's the only thing Neil will give this guy props for. What have I been up to? Mamoru Oshii. Yeah, I know. Do we have to bring him up every time we do a podcast? Because that pisses me off, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trying to piss me off today. Not really. And I have to deal with Ava, so that's going to be fun. No, oh, you're um, not an Ava fan? Oh, yeah, I am. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, okay. Neil's so, not. Neil is not. I'm pretty sure Ben is not. Ben is Ben is in the middle somewhere. I, mean, I, I enjoy what Ava is, for but... what it is, but I hate the people that act like it's the Bible of anime. I never said That's... it was. That's the problem. That was all marketing stuff. That was partially ADV's fault. Maybe the greatest anime ever created on the box. And even when I bought it and was telling Jamie it's a great show, I was like, yeah, they're blowing it again. Well, because... well, it's not it's not ADV's don't need fault that... as much as the people who swallowed it and regurgitated it. Okay. Um. Plus, Hideki Anno is almost as pretentious as Bono. 
Well, I don't know about that. He did Kari Kano. Which I enjoyed, and the only See, I know I got Ben there. I know I've got him for that one, because we agree on that one. I love Kara Kano. No, me too. That was my point. It was the anime that got me in the anime. Ah, that special place. Because before then, my you know the only other anime I ever saw before then that I really watched was Sailor Moon because my older sister, when I was a child, forced me to watch it with her, and I hated See, it. Sailor Moon is the show that got me into anime, and I didn't hate it, but nobody forced me to watch it. So it yeah, kind of the show that one... got me into anime was Gatchaman. Ooh, you're old. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen Gotchman. The Gotchman is great, but it's great in that old school campy way where you're just like, I can't believe I'm watching this. This is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I went back and watched it again last year and it was like, oh man. <laughs> you know, I can see why I watched this. Right. But I'm having <laughs> trouble sitting through more than one or two episodes a day, and that's 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 it. That's my limit. It's that's not bad. like Evil, which I watched all in a single twenty four hour period. Oh yeah. I recently rewatched the first episode of Generation One Transformers, and that was one where I said, "How the hell did I ever watch this? This is awful." We did. Awful. We, we've done the first season almost. I think we might be three episodes short of finishing it uh, because. Do because yourself a favor. Leave off those last three episodes. Just give it a miss. It's <laughs> awful. Uh, well, you know, we haven't gotten back to it, but. Um, yeah, I I love Deal's take on what was it? The return. The the rebirth. The, the absolute stupidest episode in the entire run. <laughs> Basically, Brainstorm has this has this big idea that what what would be a really good uh, war strategy would it, would be to have their heads come off and transform into little robots. What was the one with people where... inside them? Ben, what was the whole? Did you send them to me, or I think my friend Chris sent them to me, but I think they're probably all over the internet. They're the. Uh... The Transformers, they're almost the equivalent of the uh, G.I. Joe Fensler films where the Transformers are talking about uh, – there's this one where Optimus Prime is talking to – I forget his name now – the guy who made the Dinobots. And he was like, why did you give them dino-sized brains? Oh, Dr. Smooth. fucking thing I'd ever heard Because <laughs> <laughs> we just watched that episode. Too, and then I watched that. I was – yes, Dr. Smooth. Thank you. And it was like – and he was like, that was really fucking stupid. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I now, love the little comic Neil did of where, where Optimus Prime asked all the smaller Autobots to transform into oh, a giant Autobot and it was about the same size as him when it was done. And Optimus Prime was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Hang on, I'll find it. <laughs> Neil's like, I don't want to find it. Neil was originally going to do a sequel where all the Dinobots transformed together and turned into the Megazord from, from Power Rangers. <laughs> I, may, I may yet do that. <laughs> There it is. Uh, be sure to be sure to include the, the Dragon Zord. <laughs> one of my friends is uh he's big into Japanese Sentai. And he oh, was God. talking about the current stuff that's going on, like they're like pirates and stuff and um Oh and god, so, this is hilarious, Neil. I mean Western pirates. Can I make this bigger? How do I embiggenate this? I can't uh, actually get the link at all now. I was like I can't read the tiny uh the tiny text. <laughs> that might be as big as it's going to get. I, I did this several years <laughs> no, ago. Wait, so. No, I can click it and make it a little bigger. Oh, okay. okay. That's big enough to see, sort of. I'm glad I have my glasses on. Who's the one he's talking to? Uh, here we go. Wheeljack. Wheeljack, yeah. Thank you. It's a little smaller than Prime. <laughs> Titanus. <laughs> Prime's looking at it like, Pink! like I can just push it over. <laughs> uh... 
What do you think of that, Tim? That is clever. Yeah. That is clever. Who pled? <laughs> I can just see him saying that. <laughs> All right, now, um, not to be a bit of a crashing bore or anything, we're going to discuss Amoeba. Oh, yeah, let's start the show. Uh, let's start the show. Sorry about that. It's uh, Welcome again to Animation Aficionados. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by our co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Omelette du fromage. And uh, from uh, Canada, Tim. How's it going, eh? And uh, again by my friend, Rob. I am Rob. I am not TV's Mr. Rob. I'm just Rob. All right. Uh, let's get this started tonight. We're talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Whatever. Let's pronounce it correctly the whole time. Can we do that? Evangelion. Uh, close enough. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's as get close this. Close as Ben's going to get anyway. Let's get this thing started. This was, of course, a series by Genix, which uh, directed by Anno. Hideki Anno. Yes. And is universally known by nearly all anime and animation fans in nearly all countries. I don't know. That might be a stretch, but he it's, is well it's, known. It's known. I'm not saying it's praised right. or hated, but known. Or even watched. There are quite a few anime fans who have never seen it. Poor but, people. But they know of it. Exactly. Oh, That's my point. And, uh, you know, first of all, I will give it some praise where it's due, and I'm sure Neil will, even Neil will not disagree with me about these praises. Uh, great character design and great mechanical designs. I'll go with that. No debate here. Neil? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's as good as you're going to get out of him on that. And uh, the music. Great Fantastic. Music. Yeah. Really good stuff. And um, now let's let's dive into the characters. Neil, you can start cutting away. Neil. Okay. You have you have a whiny bitch. <laughs> you have, Wait. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Let me state well, for the record, well, I am a fan of the series, but most of the people are just perfectly awful. They're insane. That's the whole, I mean, Absolutely. that's really the whole, all the characters in Ava are insane in varying and different and interesting ways. And that's really part of the whole, that's part of it. That's part Absolutely. of what it is. They are now, no one will argue that, that any of them are even remotely sane. <laughs> I, I won't argue that, and I'm a huge fan. They're all, they all have varying degrees of DSM-4 joy. <laughs> you know, they have psychological problems. Yes, a, a therapist would help out any of these characters. Immersed. I don't know if a therapist could help, but <laughs> no, I mean. Um, okay, well, most of the characters actually a therapist could help. I mean, like Shinji. No, yeah. Let's face it, he needs a serious confidence boost more than anything. I mean, the man gets led around. Well, I can't even call him a man. Sorry, he's a boy, but he gets right, led around by his nose by everybody. Well, and and that's and and I'll and I'm not going to like make this a big deal. My um, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, um, and uh, she and I. I haven't talked in a long time, but we, we've been friends for years. And uh, we got caught uh, stuck in study hall together because we both took study hall because we didn't have anything else to take and we wanted extra time to do homework at school. And we ended up hanging out a lot. And sometimes we did homework. Other times we – she was a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, so we read comics and did different stuff. And, and I got her into anime, and uh, I handed her Ava at one point. And I'm like, here, check this out. And on VHS and at the time, what, two episodes per tape. And uh, – She's watching it and everything, and, and she really enjoyed it and really identified with Shinji um, because, frankly, she's almost exactly the same personality. She's the same personality type by Myers-Briggs because she actually got certified and, and, and typed everybody in Ava and pretty much figured out that she and Shinji were exactly the same. And I was, well, She's told me they've posted that online. No, she didn't uh, ever post that. Um, that that's a pity. That, that could be INFP, though. 
Um, or uh, yeah, INFP. And uh, and it's funny because later in later years, I found out that you know she was pretty much suicidal at that point in her life, and I didn't know it. And she credits Ava for pre- from preventing her from killing herself. Really? Really? There are many that would argue that that would actually promote her killing herself. Right, but she was feeling similarly, I guess, to the way Shinji felt, and especially the series, because we're not talking. This was before EOE and anything came out, so the series actually ends on a happy note if you, you know, understand where they were going with it. Congratulations, Shinji! <laughs> You're a person, you know. No, and so, and I know Ano was going through all sorts of craziness, and it was like a cathartic thing for him when he created it. Another reason why they're all insane. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to make this big case about Ava saving people's lives, but it did at least do that for one person by her own claim. So, you know, there you go. Oh, yes, but it is by her own claims. And is she as well, apparently she is a psychologist or at least a reason. Uh, she's a, yeah, she, I think she's doing, I think she's doing diplomacy in, in school now, but. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I would never consider Ava, at least for me, the suicide stopper. I use something else as a, as a depression lifter-upper, at least. For All right, me. it's not exactly, it's not the same way of lifting depression as, say, watching something, you know, uplifting. and, and But it's making you deal with your issues, I guess, and pushing you through it that way. Shawshank Redemption was my, uh, was my lifter-upper. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but it was. I know. It was an okay flick. I wouldn't call it that great. Uh-oh. <laughs> but... Man, it was it was the depression lifter upper for for most of my high school years. So, well, fantastic! I'm glad it helped you out. I watched it once. I probably won't watch it again. Morgan Freeman's good. I like him. Good. Yes. But regardless, so Neil, go on with the whiny bitches. Okay, I guess whiny bitch number two is Oscar Langley Soryu, who is also the cock tease. I would say I don't know if she's whining so much as just bitchy. That's true. She's, uh... She has she has a serious hang-up on being recognized as the greatest. And it doesn't matter how you want to rate... You know, it, they could have had a boob-size comparison thing going on in there. I mean, I'm certain Anno thought of it at some point. And she would be whining because she's behind Masato. Whatever well, it was, didn't... if there was any way that she was behind on anybody, on anything, she whined. Well, that's because... and I mean, she had a lot of issues... That being the main one that is the most obvious to everybody, she has to be great at it. But they pushed her into this place where she was supposed to be great, and that's what everybody told her. I've been told she's – and I haven't watched the second Ava movie yet. Um, we're, we're, we're planning a big party with my friends, but everybody's been sick off and on, and we're trying to wait for all that to calm down before we all get together and spread sickness. Um, but she's apparently a different character in, in, the, new, in the movies now. than cannot advance. Well, they also gave her a different name, which I disagree with, but, you know. Oh, did they? Yeah, they changed her last name to Shikikami or something like that. Oh, something actually Japanese, but it's still a destroyer, though. That was the whole point. Her her name's, um, her name is, uh, both of her names are, uh, destroyers. Yeah, everybody has naval-based names. So is the Ikari. A whole bunch of the last names in Ava are destroyers. Either American or other, other or or Japanese. So they're changing it to Shikikami because it's a class of uh, destroyers, I believe. Well, so they're at least they're sticking to there because Langley is one and Soryu is one also. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting. That's one of those little pieces of trivia that. 
But yeah, she was definitely pushed into a corner where her only choice was to exceed. Or get lost. And that was the whole thing. She started to fail later in the series and being unable to keep up with Shinji's awesomeness because Shinji cheated um, <laughs> to an extent, <laughs> except he didn't. But we'll get into the whole... Um, and she couldn't couldn't succeed, and they pushed her so hard. And what really always pissed me off, I was a big Oscar fan later, probably because I was in a an IRC RPG with somebody who I think was literally the living embodiment of Asuka. And, but she was a sweetheart, though. Just mean sometimes if you got on the wrong side. Are you talking about who I think you are? Huh? No, 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 no. Not, not <laughs> Tiffany Grant. Um, no, no, no. She... Are you talking about who I think you're talking about with the IRC? Mm, probably not. I don't know if you met her. Oh, okay. I thought you were meant to, uh, you know. No, no, no. Um, a friend of mine, we had an Ava RPG going, and, and she played a perfect Asuka to the point that she understood German and spoke it pretty well. So, you know, she and Tiffany Grant were were, were very similar to each other in that sense. But uh, understanding the character, yeah, no, she gets to the point where nobody cares about her, and she ends up going insane because nobody helped her when somebody could have gone to, and Shinji wanted to help, they wouldn't let him. Uh, but when he when he, his idea of help involved, uh, well, no, no, happened. that was after. That's the thing. Talk about something else. When she not was even... going, when she was going through her major breakdown, yeah, basically everybody sat back and watched. Maria's like, no, we're not wasting Ava Unit One, and Shinji's like, fuck you, people. She's out there. Nobody's gonna help. And it was the one time he wanted to do something, and they said no because she's expendable. And but even she when was... she was going through her breakdown, like even before the mind rape scene. The he, he couldn't expend enough effort to care about her. He just he was just in his own little hole of you know, leave me alone. I'm going to pilot. Other than that, I don't even want a life. Right. And he wasn't there to help her. No. I mean, I will I will give her that that point that by the time that she started to really fall apart, there was nobody who could have helped her nobody because they were all shit. wrapped yeah. up in their own crap. And that's that's a real key point to the series is watching people. Uh, and I and, and Ben hasn't finished it, so. Nobody spoil anything. I compare Ava and Battlestar quite often, um, Battlestar Galactica, the new series, because there's parts where characters are wrapped up in their own shit and could have helped each other, and no one did. Because it's Gata all about comes to mind. Y- yes, Gata comes to mind. Um, and and other than that, I won't say anything else because we're not there yet. We're on like season three. Yeah, yeah. Rob and I are watching it together. Oh, season three. Well, yeah, but. That's I was full. talking season four, so we'll just yeah, yeah we'll but, back but off of that. Let that part go. Uh, characters are wrapped up in their own shit and don't help each other in places and times when they could, and other times they do. And I think it turns out a little better than Ava in the end. But they're, it's very much a trend for, I guess, more current, darker stuff. And, and Ava was one of the first anime I saw to really show your characters is, these characters are not perfect. These characters are not even close to perfect. They're all insane. Oh, Rob, you mentioned, you mentioned how... Asuka was given practically a completely different role, or was that Tim that mentioned that? No, she said it, uh, or I said that I've heard that she's a different character. Okay, Uh, do you think this was because of New Girl? Maybe, I don't know. I know nothing about New Girl. She has glasses, and she looks That I know. She's really pointless, she really is. Uh, She does end up taking over a bunch of the roles that that Asuka held in the series, but Mm. to be perfectly honest, they could have left her right out and nobody would have even noticed. I wonder if she's any relation to the one chick that uh, was in the video games. Back yeah, Iron Girlfriend? Yes, she is. Uh, Machinari. Okay. And by she the way... Basically, they imported her into the series, although you may have noticed that the series appears to take place after Third Impact, like the, the new series, the, the new movies. 
takes place after Third Empire. Yeah, they renumbered it, and the angels are numbered differently, and it's very... I'm like, wait, okay, so if that's not the same one, then what the fuck? Well, <laughs> and take like, a look my friend Jamie and I, I'm like... You can, see, you can see Lilith's blood on the moon in no, the background. No, they totally, they totally are like... We were looking at each other going, okay, what have they done? Because they're like... And, and his wife, Erin, uh, hasn't seen the show at all, so she's like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like, we're over here going, well, okay... That number is off by one. The numbering is off. What the hell's going on here? What have they done? And and I'm like, they just did this to fuck with us. They <laughs> they're screwing. Well, they did it to make money. Let's be perfectly honest here, okay? The reason Anno made Evangelion and the reason he's making Rebuild of Eva is money. Well, okay. Because and Rebuild is animated beautifully. Let me just put that out is. there right now. Beautifully, oh, some of the best traditional, stuff. some of the best traditional animation I have ever seen. Best, some of the best integration of CGI with traditional I've Absolutely ever seen. Absolutely seamlessly, seamless. Yeah. You can't tell. Like, and you you sit back and you watch now the original Eva episodes, and you're like, this looks awful. Well, it's because, well, what they really did was they won up on that. You know, it's pretty much universally agreed that one of the best animation studios in Japan was you know. Gainix was always up there, but TMS was also one of the uni- universally considered the best. Am I right, guys? Not yeah. Yeah, I don't recognize them by name, but I'm sure I've seen other work they've done. But I, I, Gainix totally, totally stole the throne. But the funny thing is, I guess... Well, funny, not really, but... I mean, yeah, okay, I mean, sure, money is involved, but to, to boil everything down to money, that's like saying, you know... The anything the only reason anything is made is money. I don't think so. I think Ano when he made Ava had a reason for making it, and he didn't know it was going to be big. Um, that's like I try to tell people. There's a lot of of Christian imagery and stuff, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Hence the whole title of this episode. It was never <laughs> intended to be. Was never intended to make that big of a deal because for them they just thought it was cool and different, and it was worth going somewhere with. It wasn't like they weren't trying to make a point or, or like make fun of anyone. Really. It's just that like they have Christians in Japan, but it's a more minority than the rest of the country. So to them, I think they just thought it was cool-looking imagery. It's like the whole thing where I spent – I think we talked about this on the, the post show or something – about how I spent the large portion of time trying to figure out when we watched the Utena movie what the symbolism of the girls turning into cars was. And, and then friend, Jamie and I were working on it for months and months and months, and then I find out later that, you know, through some interview that somebody had found that the only reason they did it, I think Ben actually told me this. It was uh, Neil. Uh, well, no, Ben, uh, somebody else I knew told me the only reason. I think actually no, um, Ryan told me. My friend Ryan. Um, he said the only reason it was done is because the director thought it would be cool if they turned into cars, because the director likes cars. And I was just like, oh, screw those Japanese then, because I've been working on this for like, you know, their symbolism, it's like, okay, they're trying to escape, so they're turning into vehicles of their own escape, and like, you know, and we were trying to work it all out, and I told Jamie later, and he goes, oh, hell. Well, it's sort of, it's sort of like, it's sort of like with, the, with the director of Ghost in the Shell, you know, uh, there's, always, there's yeah. always these long pans on basset hounds, it turns out it's because he has two pet basset hounds. I don't say you just basset. like basset hounds, probably. Yeah. He just has but, a basset hound, so that's why. No, I mean, it's kind of one of those, you know, everybody does it when they're directors or creators of something. You'll see little things that they like in there. Um, but, but when you're trying to interpret something that you see as foreign or different, you're like, okay, this is big. This really means something. No, it doesn't. He just likes basset hounds. Oh, and by the way, you know the part in the, you know, in the, in the you know, e, EOE, the part with all the, with all the, with all the uh, Japanese characters flying by the screen really fast? And yeah. the one buried in there that says, I'll kill you, Rano? Yeah, all those were just... pictures from... 
Yeah, all those were were just all those were hate letters that Anno got. Mm-hmm. Yep, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of one of those he's willing to basically just throw it all out there. Um, but I guess my point was there's a lot of Christian imagery, and you can read as much or as little into it as you want. But they didn't make it with the idea of being controversial or. Yeah, or, it's a, just just imagine uh, Longinus using that huge old spear to pierce the side of Christ. Longinus, and it probably wasn't that big at the time. Um, I, I was making a joke. Right. Um, but but, no. the, but then the, the symbology is is pointless to the series because the series is about the people in it. I mean, yeah, they they couldn't they didn't even need to make it a giant robot anime. They could have put them in fighter aircraft. They could come up with a reason or why anything else. Kids oh, even fly fighter aircraft. That reminds me. There's actually there's actually an Ava. There's an Ava anime. Yuki Kaze. <laughs> there's an Ava manga out right now where they're all going to a Christian school and the units they sync with are like handheld weapons. What? And Sinji has like a gun, and uh, and uh, Asuka has like two knives, and Ray has a spear. Right. And it's moving on. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I'm just telling uh, you it exists, and, and you know you have you have Misato as a as a teacher at like a Catholic school. Okay, that I would pay money for. I mean, you're. I mean, um, Tim is right to a point. Um, I like the symbology and stuff, but yeah, you could change all of that and make it about something else, and Ava would still be Ava. Like you could make it fighter aircraft. You could make it, I don't know, almost anything. I was looking for other, I mean, you could make it a, a fantasy series with sword and sorcery and it would still work. I mean. That has been done in fan fiction. I have seen it. So, I mean, there's almost anything. I mean, it's more about the people, exactly. And and, yeah. and to some extent, the same thing is true for, again, to, uh, uh, and I didn't realize there was quite as many parallels till I started bringing it up. Uh, Battlestar could be done the same way. You can transplant people anywhere else. It's all about... It's much like Star Wars in the fact that you could, while we all love the settings, you could transplant those characters somewhere else and the, mytho- or the uh, mythology or the uh, impact of those characters stays. And in fact, they have been transplanted by lots of other people into other things. Uh, oh. Well, the less we say about Star Wars, the better. Well, let's just one, one, of the best, one of the best things about the angels in the original series was just how weird they were. Did you expect an angel to look like a human? Three quarters no. of the angels listed in the Bible are decidedly non-human. Yeah. One of them looks like the Sphinx. Yes, that, uh, yes, I actually did a project on angels in uh, a religion class once. Yeah, the stereotypical human with wings doesn't appear anywhere in the Bible. Well, anywhere. they can appear as humans, but not with wings. Yeah, that's as close as they get. It's just they look human. Yes, and uh, yes, right. and that that's just so that's just so uh, sodomists want to rape them. Apparently, I mean the archangel Michael, if I recall correctly, is described as looking like a sword on fire. That's mm-hmm. him, right? And uh, and uh, Lucifer is uh, is uh, is Latin for uh, lightbringer. Lightbringer, and for that matter, in the Bible, Satan isn't even listed as a bad guy. Yeah, right. I won't even I won't even bring up my. Uh... My uh, my character in the Ava RPG we ran because I had my own, um, but we only had people playing certain characters. So like my friend uh, Ashley actually came in to play Shinji um, for a brief period of time and did an amazingly good job at it. But but for the most part we didn't actually have a Shinji because I guess no one wanted to play him. <laughs> um, Can you blame them? No, I can't. Um, my character was kind of my own, but he had elements of Kaoru and elements of other characters, but. Um, 
more in the sense that he was in the middle between being, you know, a more like Ray and Kaoru and that he wasn't entirely human and that there was something unique about him. So um, we never did get to finish the storyline, but I had this awesome thing planned out where since you brought up the angel Michael, that was supposed to be his entire purpose. Um, uh, Mikhail was his actual identity. But, and uh, uh, the amazing thing is, you know, all the uh, all the angels had E-L. But he decided with the humans, though. So, as all some the, of them did. Yeah, all the angels have E-L that means of God. Mm-hmm. Like Tabris? L, of God. Like, say, Kal-El. Ah, ah, ah. Mm. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up since we're, since we're here. And uh, uh, like I said, the, just the angel like designs Tabris. were just so out there and weird and just... I thought it was... That's what was cool about it. Like, that's, why, that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the, this, this manga series I'm looking at right now, all the angels are just people with wings. And that's like, okay, of... let's just take that symbolism to its ultimate conclusion and not even bother making something unique looking. Uh, people with wings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, the only place you see that in... Uh, Actually, well, you may see it in a couple of plays. The only place you really see that in Ava is the opening, I think. Yeah, what about, <laughs> what about the, uh, what about, what was the one, which angel was the giant testicle monster again? The what? The tentacle monster or the no, testicle monster? the t- testicle monster, the one that looked like a floating pair of testicles. Um, off the top of my head, none of them come to that particular. There's one that looks like a giant uh, vibrator. Yeah, that's the one, that's the one. And it's actually a tentacle monster. It's got a couple of tentacles. That it, it's the one that uh, hacks his gun pod in half and then chucks him across the hill to try almost squash a couple of his classmates. Yeah, that's that's oh, okay. the one where Sinji does the legendary and extremely well-known scream. Sinji! It's the, the legendary Sinji scream. Okay, and the it other goes thing, on for for ninety seconds. The other thing I want to bring up, and I I was talking to, uh, and this is I know part of why I suspect why Neil has some issues with Ava, um, and I am not going to be the person to lay the blame at the feet of Spike Spencer, but <clears throat> here we go. Um, I think Spike is an awesome actor, but when they picked him to do Shinji for the, and we're talking dub here. I, I personally am a sub fan, but I know that Neil most likely watched the dub of Ava. Is that is that a fair assessment, Neil? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tiffany Grant uh, as Oscar was amazing. Um, no, she was awful. Uh, anyway, the character <laughs> but then is. I am a sub fan. <laughs> right. Well, so am I. But I also have spoken with Tiffany personally. <laughs> Tiffany's actually really cool. Um, and she's actually quite attractive. Thank you, Ben. And also married, um, but I. <laughs> but uh, to 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 go on, um, Spike Spencer was at at a very early point in his anime career, I think, when he when he got offered 
the role of Shinji, and he was probably the only person with the right uh, tonal qualities they were looking for in the Ava uh, or in the ADV cast at the time. Uh, that could probably get to that to that level. The problem is that Spike makes Shinji indelibly more whiny than Megami Ogata ever did, and ironically, she is a girl. <laughs> um, but I think it's more of a the English dubs, especially at that time, and they're not bad dubs, not not as a whole, but um, had much more. Um, uh, what am I looking for? I do agree that uh, Spike, Spike Spencer did pretty good with that role. I mean, outstanding, he did, no, but and, I mean, it, and he definitely he came it. across very whiny, very much right. so. Well, my point was, I think it came across, I think for English, for most people speaking, we need things to be, like Americans need things to be, and, and Canadians probably, need more things to be more obvious, I guess, and more. And so he was much more whiny than he was in the Japanese, but I think that actually pushed his character a little more negative. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, and I've been told that I guess Spike's still doing it. Um, for yes, and, and, he, he voiced uh, Shinji in uh, "You Are Not Alone" say, and "You Can." I have dance. not watched the dub of that one yet. I was going to do it before this podcast, but the weather has been so bad and things have been crazy this week. I was going to actually watch the dub of "You're Not Alone" uh, because I haven't. I think I've tested it in a few spots. I, think I know you that should keep it this way. You know, I know not that he's grown. I know that he's grown as a as an actor since then, and my my friend was saying that he had heard quite a bit about Spike doing a really good job in the second one, because he's less, he knows how to hit him in the right places now to make it a little a little more subtle, which is something that Shinji's not in the dub at all in the TV series. Um, not in the dub, no. No, and that's what I'm talking about. And I think yeah, that's the thing. Like in in this in this in the original. Um, when uh, Megumi Ogata played Shinji, yeah, he didn't come across as whiny at all. He did, well, he does in places, actions. but his so, actions, right? Exactly, his actions speak for him more than his, um, I guess, his whine. Um, and I think that probably helped Neil to see him as more of a whiny character than he might have had he not uh, seen the dub. And that's one of those places where. It's just a difference in the way about going about it. I mean, the character is obviously perceived as whiny. I, think, I don't think anybody's going to argue that Shinji has his whiny moments in the series, period. But I think Spike... Yes, the moments when he's on camera. <laughs> but uh, but uh, going onward, uh, you know, Shinji, the whininess, it's a... Uh, it, you know, there's only so much you can fault him with because when you look at it and you look, you look in a dictionary and look under Magnificent Bastard, whose picture do you have there? Ikari? Gendo Ikari. Yeah. Yeah. And right next there in subnotes, it'll have C also, and they have a picture of. A Fuyutsuki? Oh, Fuyutsuki's awesome, actually. I was actually going to. Yeah, he. Sorry, Fuyutsuki does not come across as Magnificent Bastard. No, I didn't mean him. Fruit Licking Toady, I, I think, maybe, but not Magnificent Bastard. Well, at times he does. My uh, One of the running <laughs> jokes among my friends. Uh, my friend Jamie and, 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 and I is whenever there's something one of us doesn't want to do and we want the other one to do it, we turn to the other one and go, Fuyutsuki, handle the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, that's when he, you know, he says that and then leaves. Yeah. And oh. Just like, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, Rob, enjoy that picture. Which picture? The one you just sent me? Yeah. Asuka is the Virgin Mary? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do like the little hood. I like the little nun habit. And Ray as the one of the stable horses. Oh no! Well, that's about accurate for her role in the series half the time. But uh, 
I can't believe that this, everybody. I can't um, believe this manga actually exists. Yeah, and I would like to continue to believe it didn't, but you keep showing it to me, so <laughs> I. Uh, but I think I think that's part of Neil's. But yeah, it's yeah. It, Gendo it, it, is magnificent bastard. I like a lot of the characters in the dub, and it's not that I don't like Spike Spencer. It's just at the time I had a really strong yearn of hate for him after having seen the subs and then then seeing the dubs and went, wait. So, no. <laughs> Neil, how does Spike Spencer's 90-second scream compare to the uh, sub? Unit 1, activation time remaining 30 seconds! 28! I have never put them side by side. Yeah, and I know, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Megami Ogata can push a scream when uh, when she needs to, uh, as Shinji does several times in the series. Um, I think I think the the, cl- the first moment I remember thinking, oh no, don't tell me that this is how the dub's going to be, was the first couple minutes of the series, is the uh, I mustn't run away bit. Mustn't run away. Mustn't run away. Mustn't the way Spike delivers it versus the way... Um, Megami Ogata delivers it, and we could put them side by side too, if we wanted to. I mustn't run away. 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 I'll do it. Give Neil lots of post work for this one. I think I think the way uh, the way it's just I was like oh no because this is already looking bad. Whereas, um, <laughs> I actually liked. I think Amanda Wynn actually held on really well um, to Megami Heshibara, but she's doubled her before. Uh, she did it in Blue Seed. Um, you know, did they make a series like Ava but with uh, Norse mythology? Um, isn't that Rosafon? No, that was with Mayan mythology. Um. Gasaraki? I was going to say, I can go through a list of about eight different... I, I swear they did one with, like, with like I don't Norse know. mythology and with, like, Ragnarok and stuff like that. And they I had thought their... that was Rossifon, but... No, that was, that was, that was Mayan. See? I, well, I thought... it could easily be done. I mean, you, it, it wouldn't even require any effort. <laughs> yeah, you could, have, you could just I mean, have a giant robot call it the... Maj- I can't pronounce it. Majolnar? Yeah. There we go. Or Molnar, whatever. Yeah. No. Yes, by the would, way, you, by the way, you'd, you'd Thor, want to Thor do a movie. more effort than that. You'd want to talk about it being, you know, a, a giant captured in armor or something like one one of the Jotun. But it, it's not like it would require real effort. I mean, it's it's just like all of the. This goes back to what I said earlier. All of the Christian and Judean uh, mythology that's attached to Eva is completely interchangeable. Right. It's not to say. I, I think. I guess. Tim, you're not trying to say it's a um, you're not trying to say it as a uh, as a negative point, uh, right? No, you're not just at saying all. that it is 
Yeah, because I at first I took it to mean that you thought it was crap, but uh, nope. I think I think you're right in the sense that yeah, you could pretty much put anything in there, uh, mythological or religious wise that you wanted to. And by the I way, have, uh, speaking I have of uh, versions, I've uh, I myself wrote a version replacing it with the uh, Lovecraft creatures. Oh god, oh, that's that's cool. That's been <laughs> done scary. a couple of times by other people too, and it works. It's because again, it's, it's kind just, of frightening. Are kind of Lovecraftian though the angel designs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. So I think there's a little bit, especially some of the more tentacled uh, and weird, not... What about like, the one that Unit like, 1 ate? Um, yeah, like that. And then Unit 1 eats things. Um, <laughs> and I sorry, you were trying that, to say, Ben? Uh, uh, I was just saying that, you know, bringing up Norse mythology uh, in uh, in two weeks, Thor. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Um, Anthony Hopkins does open. I'm not as there's not going to be any Norse mythology in it because it's based on the comic books. I'm not well. There's a little bit. Um, Anthony uh, Hopkins is Odin. That's there's cool. you're, you're oh my goddess is closer to the Greek sorry to the Norse myths than than Thor is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I know the Norse myths and I've read Thor. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, there's something I was getting at. No, um, I could definitely see Lovecraft, especially like, I think one of my favorite, uh, one of my most, I guess not scary, but most, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's, what's the one angel that, uh, Ray blew herself up with? That's the, uh, angel of the womb or whatever. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the actual angel's name getting up that late in the series. It's hard for me to remember. I know like the first 10 or so, but, or eight or so, um, I'm sure somebody will look it up. Probably Tim. Um, uh, it's our, our Miss Sale. Yeah, uh, yes, thank you. Episode 23. Let mm. me just uh, find more information on that for you. But uh, the, one I was, the one I was going for, well, one of my most poignant uh, moments in Ava is when the Ava basically does come alive, eat the other angel, and it, it moves around. If you notice, Ava Unit 1 moves like a ape or a monkey. Yeah, and yeah. actually how And it's and... creepy as hell when it does that. Yeah. I, I, that was what I was looking for. It's creepy or, I guess, disturbing. Or... I like the part where it rips off the angel's arm, puts it on its own bloody stump, and grows an arm from it. Yeah. Meaning that they yeah, they had regeneration capabilities. It's really kind of sad because um, Nerve actually weakened the Avas quite a bit. by. Yeah, the armor is more so they can control it than to right. protect it. Um, and Unit 1 would have none of this. Um <clears throat> And and even Oscar figures out the truth of her angel, but not till or her Ava, not till uh, the end though. Which is one of my favorite moments in the entire series, uh, is the EOE Oscar rising from the lake. It's just like I am going to kill everybody here in about three seconds. Lifting up <laughs> yeah, the she's battleship. Yeah, definitely in a, uh, a pure rage moment at that point. I that sunk your battleship, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I picked it up, broke it over my back, and threw it. No, um, great moment there. And that that the the quiral in the background is just like, you know, was it the joy? Uh, no, it was just a, you know. I know the the joy is somewhere in there. Oh, the joy is used in the end of this in episode twenty four. Tabris. It's Tabris's episode, and I also think I think bringing Kauru into the movies earlier is probably good because they probably intended for him to be in there earlier, but Gamex started running out of money. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. Don't say. I remember yeah, a lot but, of a lot of people. You don't that say. I know. A lot of people I know like to complain about the gay subtext with Karu. Well, if you're going to complain, that makes you a homophobe, I guess. 
Kaoru just liked Shinji, and Shinji wanted somebody to like him. I don't think, you know, I don't think it really even... On Kaoru's part, maybe, but I don't think Shinji had the thought of it going there as much as... I doubt that Tabris did either. Mm. You know, his mind didn't seem to work that way. No, although he did have that lisp in the dub. Uh, <laughs> the awesome lisp. Shinji, it's because you're pretty. Oh, like, God. Ah! Uh, no, um, and now I'm going to get you alone in the bath. <laughs> um, Jeez. That'll be our uh, catchphrase for... So uh, bloody effeminate, yes. Yes, he was. But he was very thin, and... And, and, and uh, see, Ray and, and Kaoru are both, like, androgynous opposites of each other. Neither of them are particularly feminine or, or male. They're just no, kind Ray's of... Ray's very feminine. In a way. You're just looking at the boobs. Um... If you if you ignore that fact, they're both a little bit androgynous. They're kind of in the middle somewhere. It's hard to tell, you know. And I think that's that angel blood or angel, you know, in them. Oh, and uh, I remember you when we talked years ago. You you made a big deal about the different rays having different personalities. They do, yeah. Uh, the two different ones that, or the three different ones, I guess, three that you see in the series, not counting little tiny baby Ray. Um, which I guess has her own personality, but not really, because she's a baby. But no, I, yeah, I mean, it's like one Ray is more mothering and, and caring, and then the later Ray that gets replaced after she blows herself up in the episode we were just talking about is a bitch <clears throat> and doesn't really care about any... I mean, you know, at that point, she's either been reprogrammed or reset. So she hadn't been there to grow long enough to figure out other things. And by the way, that's just a note. Always make backup copies, and always make sure that you have the latest data when you do backups. Well, the dummy plug data was the only thing they cared about, I guess. Um, but uh, no, it's it. Tim is is right in that you could pretty much put any uh, mythology you wanted in there, um, and make it work. You'd have to make some tweaks, but not a whole lot, even really. All right, the tweaks the... you have to make are pretty much just those necessary to keep the story trundling along. Yeah, and Neil, go ahead. What is your next issue with the series? My next issue? Did you we... were, were you mostly here for my whole? I think it was it was the dub's fault, at least to an extent. Not saying Shinji's not a whiny character, uh, because by nature that's his whole. That's what he was meant to be. I mean, right. that was that was his reason for existing. I think, as far I think as Neil said when we we were brought up Ava during uh, the other podcast that I did. Neil summed it up by saying that he thought the first half or the uh, of the series was great, and then it all goes to shit. Yeah, uh, well, and my does. point is, I think it was supposed to, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean that that that's what it was like for them. Battle Star does the same thing, great, and then it just things get worse for the characters. Right. All right, the Neil. Who expects this to be the heroic, you know, giant robot uh, battling alien invaders thing? I think that's what Neil wanted. Thing. Actually, I think Neil might have preferred. Too. Neil, would you like to? Yeah, I'm much more of a cyberpunk anime guy. I like the right, but the the, re- the good resolution at the end of the episode. So in other words, you like Ghost in the Shell, right, Neil? No. <laughs> no. I, I like the dirty pair. I had to push the button. I had to push it. It uh, was there. Um, I like dirty pair too. So we have that. But it's not like I expected. I guess you you know you didn't expect Ava to be. Hmm. What am I looking for? Gotcha. Mindfuck. Uh, well, okay, nobody expected that. Um, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um, but 
No, I think uh, none of us did going into it. Battlestar is the same way. You're just like, yay, space fighting. Ow, why does it hurt my butt? No. <laughs> but, and and I think that <laughs> I think that's a uh, as opposed to Lost. If you watch Lost, everybody knew that was going to be a mind screw from like minute one. Did you see the ending yet? No, well, talk about it. I'm still two seasons behind. But um, Neil, don't bring it up. I know Neil likes to spoil it for people that please don't <laughs> for the express purpose. So Neil, don't do it. Um. But, because my girlfriend already spoiled something, and I was mad for a while. Um, but she thought everybody knew that. I was like, no, stupid. <laughs> Took offense to me calling her stupid, and there was a whole big, you know. Uh, Gifts for yeah. So, yeah. Neil. Yes. So, you wanted Ava to be more what, exactly? I mean, like, what? what is it, you know, you said, okay, the latter half of the series goes to, goes to crap. Uh, what would you define as goes to crap? And not just counting the animation quality. That's a whole other issue. Well, I'm I'm not even talking about the animation quality. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the the mind fuck sort of storytelling. I, and that's it, fair. It's why I don't like uh, I don't like Lost or even right. uh, oh god I can't think of the movie series The Matrix. I don't really like that either. See, right? Uh, you probably like the first one because it was pretty straightforward. No, it wasn't. not that's really. The mind screw was. Yeah, yeah, the the next two, yeah, that that's exactly right. That's and, where the mind screw was, and then the next two had nothing to give. Well, that is okay. Here's here's, and I think this applies in a way to Neil's situation. Um, the later release of the Matrix, the uh, um, the ones that ended up on HD and Blu-ray eventually, they had uh, commentaries by uh, uh, Ken Wilber and Cornell uh, Cornell West. They did a kind of a psychological. Uh, commentary on the series and they were talking about and i know nothing about psychology to an extent except for what i learned from other people but uh that that the matrix the first movie has a very manichaean storyline it's good versus evil it's pretty clear um you know that you know x is on the right side y is on the wrong side you know and and we as western culture loves that sort of a story especially america does Except that like they threw this, in the mind screw of uh, perception versus reality. Right. Well, there's that, but but as far as breaking it down, it's still a good versus but evil. Yes, Agent you knew the bad. machines were the bad guys. When you get they, to the second the and third kills. movie, that's not entirely true. It all becomes whose point a of view are we looking? At? Uh, yeah, and and when and then when I was playing Matrix Online when it was out, you know, you had three factions and. Nobody really. The humans were kind of terrorists, because Morpheus is running around in Matrix Online, blowing up, um, blo- using code bombs to free humans forcibly from the Matrix, and half of them go insane, because they immediately get freed and don't understand what to do with it, so they turn into gibbering crazies, which half of them end up in the Matrix and half of them end up out there. And if they're in the Matrix, you have to deal with them. And so he, but he wants to free humanity so bad that he's gone to these revolutionary um, uh, limits to do it. And the human and the machines are like, you know, we made this truce with Neo, who is as much, you know, our savior as he is yours. But we made this truce, we'd like to honor it, but if you guys keep blowing up people and freeing them forcibly, we're not going to have enough people to keep this thing running and keep ourselves in energy and we will have to go to war with you again and you will lose. And we'd rather not do that. And so, you know, our faction that I was in started as Zionist and eventually turned into uh, we converted to machine because they were trying to uphold the truce and they were the only ones that were because we were like, the whole deal is that there's this assassin who comes and kills Morpheus, 
early on in the game. And in, in, as the storyline unfolded over weeks, it was really unique. And they had people playing all the major characters, which is something you don't see in most MMOs is actual role-playing by, you know, people hired to play the characters. Like, if you had an interaction with Morpheus, he remembered you, if it was important. So I thought that was kind of cool. Either there were multiple people playing and they kept notes, or the person playing kept notes and knew who to talk to and stuff. But the whole thing was that this assassin had the kill code for Morpheus's RSI, his residual self-image. And there's no, and everybody was like, how did he get the kill code? And the Merovingian hired the assassin. But he said, I didn't hire him to kill Morpheus. The only thing I wanted him to do was to fry his jack-end system so that he could never come back to the Matrix and mess with my crap again. And that makes total sense because the Merovingian wants to run the Matrix you know, and have power inside. Well, people were always speculating who could have possibly had the kill codes to Morpheus's RSI. And, and our faction kind of came up with the thought that Commander Locke is about the only person who would have had access to that sort of information. And Commander Locke didn't like Morpheus very much anyway. <laughs> As we all know. So it's kind of one of those, we actually converted a whole bunch of people. because, And the reason I bring this up is, it's that whole, nobody really knows what's right and what's wrong anymore. And I think, you know, that we as a group like stories that, not that they're simple, but we like cut and dried good versus evil stories. Um, most people do, I guess. Um, well, there's, there's, that, there, is a, there is a clear cut and dry thing. There's a, you know, you either for... for Turning into the orange tang, or you're against it in Ava. Orange tang. <laughs> yes, but that's the thing. That, but the entire tang issue was forced on the humans by the humans. Where did the mm-hmm. angels come in on this? They didn't do it. Exactly. The humans you don't were even trying know to know what the angels were after because Anno specifically left that out. He never tells you. The whole thing is that there's that supposed competition to see who's going to be the one remaining race or the one remaining group or whatever. Well, the humans are manipulating that whole thing all the way through so that they could win. And they didn't and, who they stepped on of their own people to do it. And that's that's that classic humans are assholes and, that you, you see. You know, them. orange tangification, that works great. LCL, baby. Um, I know that uh, Tiffany Grant, uh, my friend, was looking, and she was a little disappointed that there's less German in Asuka's lines in the new movie, so she doesn't get to flex her German muscles as much, which is, <laughs> which is I could definitely see her saying that. Um, and, I, and I heard that, and I was a little sad. Uh, because she's so good at it. Like, if you watch the scene where Asuka's powering up her Ava for the first time, if you watch the Japanese versus the English... Uh, yeah. In, in the if, Japanese, the German, the German is extremely stilted. Broken and stilted, because they don't know how to do it. And and Tiffany's just busting it out, and I was like, that's one of those moments where, you know, I love Yuko Miyamura to death, but that's the one moment where you're like, ooh, dub is better there. And and there are spots and places where, where it is. Um, I prefer the sub as a whole, uh, Yuko Miyamura also playing uh, also played uh, Aisha Clan Clan, the uh, giant cat girl from Outlaw Star, <laughs> and pretty much sounded like Oscar when doing it. So <laughs> she just yelled at people, which she's very good at. I just thought I'd bring that up because that's another awesome character. So, so Neil, it's a, what's your next issue? Issues. Issue uh, two. Subscriptions, not issues. He, Neil has subscriptions. I know I got thrown off because I had to answer the door and now I'm all messed up. Well, aren't you, aren't you oh. gonna bring up? Aren't you gonna bring up uh, the uh, Shinji Asuka coma? Oh, that I have to bring that uh, up. That's, 
that's that's not really a complaint that I had. That was just kind of it's creepy. It's there. Uh, it's totally I... creepy and violationist because that's that's Shinji's whole. I can't do anything when you're awake, so I'm going to do something now. <laughs> I mean, it literally boiled down to he didn't have the courage or the balls to deal with her when she was conscious. Um, and, until such point as he starts trying to choke her to death, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> um, and I think Oscar's trying to pull a David Carradine on her. The f- ouch, oh. um, Oscar's dude. And ladies and gentlemen, that's Ben L. Carver at gmail dot com. If, <laughs> if anybody needs to send hate mail, or if Carradine's family needs to talk to Ben, we'll uh... just send feedback via the website. <laughs> um. No, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, that last Oscar's last line of the series is extremely telling. I feel sick. Does she feel sick because she's still hurt? Does she feel sick because she was basically brought back to life by Shinji saying, "I want somebody else to be here," or is she sick because she is stuck here with him, and that maybe she cares? Or maybe she's sick because she just had someone put their hands on her throat Who's and that? pushing on her. No, airway. I don't think it was as simple as that. I think she was saying, "I, you know." I, I don't know. It's there's it's been interpreted a lot of different ways. And I think my personal favorite interpretation, although not one that I hold with at all, is that she's saying I feel sick because she has morning sickness. Uh, you know, and I, I thought shot about that one that, down in a hurry. I thought about that at one point, but then I realized that they didn't really have any sort of I remember a lot of fans came up with all this weird shit because her eye pupils were a slightly different color or something in that last scene. Um I think that was just an animation error. I think it was because of the lighting, because all the of the orange the tang everywhere, and all the orange tang and blood and ray, giant ray parts everywhere. Yeah. Um. And Ray, I still love that. That that was Ray deciding to side with Shinji instead of Gendo, which really Gendo should have seen coming, but he's stupid. Magnificent bastard, <laughs> but not too bright. I mean, he is. He's very bright, but that's that whole problem you get into where you're too smart. You're so smart, you're stupid. Oh, and uh, it's not tunnel up. vision. He didn't. He never thought that Ray would turn against him. It just that possibility edited it well, because edited he created way out of the scenario. He was tied to his scenario, and nothing else. He, he sort of neglected. I guess his failure was neglecting the connection Shinji's mother had with her son. Yeah, which is something. That's the whole. You know that that's where it all goes back to the Ava trying to kill him. When it you know it would it would basically beat on the all, all the Avas would try to beat on the window if he was standing there. <laughs> and that was being controlled plus, I think, their internal control system slash person. Um, you know, which so comes who's out. Ava Zero's uh, soul? Zero didn't have one, I don't think. Although I had heard that there was an explanation for that, and it may come out of... The one the... I heard is that it's Naoko Akagi. Yeah, which would possible. also explain why he's why Eva Zero is trying to, uh, trying to kill Gendo. He doesn't like Ritsuko very much either. <laughs> But, no, it never seems to freak out against Ritsuko, but but it does freak out against Ray, which is understandable. I mean, the last thing Naoko did like before Ray. killing herself was choke yeah. Ray to death. Right. Number one, that was. Yes, Ray yeah, won. Ray won. Uh, Ray's you know, sweetie. I mean, for the most part, she's the nicest of the group, although she does bitch slap Shinji once or twice, but he needed it. Um, you know, and that was... Ray 2 was the... Yeah, it was the nicest. And Ray 3 is, is a bitch. Uh, and crazy, too. Or at least, again, maybe it's just the lack of development of her personality because there wasn't time. I think that's more likely the case because she at least had enough uh, caring for Shinji to side with him instead of with Gendo. Yes, by then, that's still true. Um, She acted differently, though, and that was always a big point for me is you could tell where 
Ray 2 ended and Ray 3 started, and the music is different. Ray 3's theme is um, creepy. If you actually sit and listen to the music from Ava in like, in the dark or when you're not doing anything, you're just like, I don't need to turn this off now. I wish that I could turn back time Cause now the guilt is all mine Can't live without the trust from those you love I know we can't forget the past You can't forget love and pride Because of that it's killing me <laughs> like, like it's disturbing me because like for me i play the series in my head so uh another one of mine that was creepy is the is the theme song borderline case which is the one where shinji's on the little train every time they i'm just like oh no trains passing in the subconscious darkness of oh i mean you know you can you can write papers on this yeah. Uh, if you and, want, uh, that's that's another thing. Ando actually has a habit, an almost, uh, you know, uh, you know, an almost uh, Oshi habit of panning on like city, like yeah. like yeah, you know, city loves stuff. Cityscape, but he also loves non-cityscape. There's that whole part, especially in the new in You Are Not Alone. It's done much better. Shinji's sitting on that mountainside, um, looking over the uh, the rest of the city, and it's. The city versus the nature. Mm. I, I don't really think there's anything super no, big. No, but, but I mean, like, you know, it's like he did that a lot in Caracano as well. He just painted mm-hmm. on, like, water faucets. Yeah. He likes to, he, he puts. Um, it, he it's, it's, on, it's almost an Oshi kind of thing, you know? Yeah, he pans on seemingly insignificant things, and they probably are to an extent. I mean, nature and city, not so much insignificant, but. Um, every, every artist, every director does that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like Quentin Tarantino and Bare Women's Feet. Yeah, he has a foot thing, but he has a big foot thing, and, and since Uma Thurman has ugly feet, I wish he didn't. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> they're 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 mannish looking feet, aren't they? Oh, by the way, she she spent so much time in pointy shoes that her feet are bent now. Poor women. Yeah. Oh, and the, who who were the twin angels again? The one that that dance. Um, oh 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 oh. Um. Zan and Jaina. Israfel. Israfel. Yeah, right? it's a uh, it's a. Uh, I'm just bringing it up because, you know, that was one of my favorite I hope, episodes. I hope the dance is still in You Cannot Advance or something. I don't know if it is, but I certainly hope they, they managed to pull that off somewhere. The, um, dance, is, the, the dance is awesome, by the that's way. That's awesome. You can't not smile. There's this part where, where Shinji and, uh, and Asuka are living together so they can get synced together so they can do this mm-hmm. uh, dance fight against the, the twin angel. And there's this part where the... Uh, where the the school class rep Hikari, right? Hikari, yeah. She yeah. shows up and she says, "You're living in sin." I know the dub was uh, hilarious in that, especially because she just lost it. She's like, "Oh no, you're <laughs> living in sin." Her whole yeah, that was a dub line. I mean, it's in both, but um, ADV did a good job, especially back then, of not dub titling, meaning that they didn't sub their anime with dub lines. Uh, Viz was bad about that. Yeah, uh, uh, it, Neil, you remember that one, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> that was a great moment. It's, I love and then it. they're and they're doing the synchronized teeth brushing and then glaring at each other like they're going to eat each other's faces. And then there's this part where they're doing this. They're doing like they're doing like Dance Dance Revolution, and Shinji actually falls down and Asuka kicks him in the back. Kicks in the back, <laughs> really hard, hard enough to, to knock him right off the mat. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like Although you my broke personal spine. favorite part. My personal paper, favorite part of that episode was. When uh, Asuka complains, nobody could sink down to the level of this 
animated turnip, and Masato <laughs> just glances over to the side and says, "Ray, you give it a try." Yeah, she can and take she it. nails it. First. I just I, know. Like, I just like the part where it shows Unit One and Unit Two landing, and then it shows the angel split in two, and then Asuka's oh, like, "What the hell is this crap?" And then all of a sudden, they they do the the post show. Uh, you know they do the on top. She's like, how how revolt, how disgustingly ugly. Like whatever it was, it just did ruin that whole dance number. They just did it because he fell on her. <laughs> no, but I mean, like in the first battle, in the first battle, they were doing the debriefing and they were showing pictures of the. Of the oh yeah. And so you that one upside down, stuck in like it, like it just got yeah, thrown and yeah. And then you <laughs> two stuck upside down in the uh-huh. in the ocean. It's just hilarious. And was just berating the crap out of both of the pilots. Like they don't even know what. It was it was great. No, that episode was, wasn't there. It was Maya that was uh, berating. It was Maya. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just love that shot, that, that ridiculous shot of the units upside down with the legs sticking out of the ground. Well, There's yes, because some... they, they showed Unit 1, and uh, Asuka's like immediately all over Shinji. It's like, oh, look at that, you stupid fool. Look what you this managed. Like, Wait a minute. And then they cut to Unit 2. <laughs> no, it's uh, – and then the other one was uh, Asuka goes to sleep, and she turns, especially in the dub. It's a good one. Again, I, I'm praising the dub more than – the sub in this, but I, I love the sub to death, but there's the line where she uh, closes the door. She's like, this is the impenetrable wall of Jericho, third child. Don't cross it. <laughs> you'd think she, she would have said the Berlin Wall. Yeah. You'd think, but well, I thought that was, but, but the line... But obviously, Anno didn't. No, yeah, it's, uh, they, they went with the, they went with the uh, Judeo, Judeo-Christian uh, connotations. Again, because they were doing that, but no, and then at the, during that shot, there's like, you know, the camera's focused on her boobs the whole time. Uh, because of the angle, and then she closes the door, and he's just like, "Okay." But then she's the one to cross the th- the the wall in order Crawls to crawl right into bed with him, yeah. In, in order to not be alone, which is you her. Know, I'm I'm told that the uh, that the motion of women's breasts, as portrayed in Evangelion, is now referred to as gainixing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I did not know that. It's the gainix effect. It's the, there are two different gainix effects. There's the budgetary gainix effect and the uh, memorial gainix effect. The budgetary gainix effect, where they pilfer or they hide money, and well, we're in the second half. The uh, the, the everything's oh, okay. like uh, cardboard cutouts. No, and that is, I mean, it's their fault and isn't their fault. Ava ended up turning into this big thing that I don't even think they expected it to be. I um, know, but the but the, the, their, uh, their next series, Caracano, actually had an episode with paper dolls on popsicles. Right, and that episode was great, but. It's kind of one of those, you know, you have to sort of go, okay, you know, Ben made the joke that he thinks the last Ava movie will probably be a series of cardboard cutouts. No, Sock so Puppets is what I said. Sock, sock Puppets. puppets because, be because the first movie was beautiful. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my god, all this but that's consequently why, as, as my friend Jamie and I were talking about it, I brought that up and he goes, you'll note there's not even a release date for the last two movies yet. Ah. Oh. Uh, and they're supposed I've... to be like one, and they're either like together or one and then the other within... Like like Matrix was within a really short period of time, so they're gonna wait probably until they actually have it in the bag before they. So it could be a while before we see three. Well, Evangelion, sorry, uh, you cannot advance. Was in my opinion not nearly so well done as. Uh, you are not alone. You are not alone. Ironically, you are not alone. It's just so stellar. I mean, just. just and it actually had life. Shinji with a new d- its own too. Like Shinji could, has I, a new piece of anatomy in in the new movies. By the way. Yeah, balls. Yes. No, he really did in that first, in that big uh, moment where he has to basically drag the Ava belly crawl over to the. I was just like, "Oh my God, Shinji's awesome!" Like Jamie and I were looking at each other, like, "When did this happen?" Uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that, the only that, time you'll hear those see. two words together next to each other. Shinji and awesome. Yes. Unless there's not. 
or you know tries to be or you know no but uh yeah it's pretty yeah. intense the, the angel of the angel of doom battle was so much better in also in the CGI Eva. on angel of doom just, or just mm-hmm. too but uh, like just shinji came across so much better than he did in this series cuz in the original series he was still a whiny little bitch let's, at the end of that movie honest. i fully admit i stood up and and fist pumped at the end of that I was just like, all right, yeah. And, uh, you know, this might sound weird, but I sort of like, you know, I know it wasn't quite as well animated, but I sort of like just the motion of Ray smiling at the end of the episode versus the movie. Um, I agree. I preferred the movie version. The the uh, the, uh, the television series version of Ray smiling there actually freaked me out. It is a little creepy. Me and the two, uh, the two buddies were watching that, and we were all like, oh. No, there, there's, some, there's something that seemed a little bit more genuine about that smile for me. I agree with Ben, too, but I also agree with it was creepy. But anytime Ray smiles is a little creepy, because you're wondering is she planning to eat me while I'm asleep, or is there? Because I mean, even if you think she's sweet and everything, which I was a big Ray fan until three, but you know, even if you think that, you still can't admit that the girl is creepy. You cannot deny this fact. She's perfectly. She could be played by that little girl who played. Uh, if there was a live, she like the chick who played uh, Alma in, uh, or Alma, um, the chick in the ring. Anyway, Samara. Oh God. Creepy as hell. Like, all you have to do is dye her hair and, you know, like little Japanese girls of scariness is kind of that vibe I get from Ray. Just like, she's going to trip one day and kill everybody, but then she kind of does, so. Or it's Ting. Well, that wasn't her fault, again. See, you're getting you're getting your Ava stuff all mixed up, Ben. You weren't really prepared for this worry. No, just messing with you. Um, Tim is, is bringing his A game today, and Neil's all distracted, and I'm. I'm really surprised at how this one's gone. Actually, I think Neil is having connection issues. But Neil, are you still yeah. there? Neil, I'm are still you there. Okay. Yeah. So, Neil, what's your next issue with the series? I don't know uh, if he's a series of issues. A series yeah, of I'd, events. Yeah, I wasn't really preparing for like a debate on this. I mean, I don't. I have a very simple dislike for Ava. I don't. I, don't, I can I understand your dislike. It for an it hour. Kind is, of is, it, is it the fans that overblow it to like saying it's, it's like it's. It's probably the fans. That's kind of yeah. the thing. I got, I got the uh, impression during the pre-show that we weren't even going to debate about that because these guys kind of kind of agree with me on that. I so. did. I, I think oh, Ava. Yeah, uh, so that kind of that kind of took most of the wind out of my sails. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't. And then you know, Ben, of course, when we first started talking podcasts, was talking up like, well, you got to be ready to debate with Neil and like, like you said in the first podcast, sure, blame to, it all on Ben. He likes to stir it. Now we know that, right, Neil? Ben will stir it. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on. He likes to watch people go at it. I don't know if it's Jello wrestling or just uh, <laughs> debate. Ben Ben likes a good debate. He'll he'll start one whether you want to or not. <laughs> I uh, yes. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Neil wins. What internet? <laughs> but but moving on the uh, let's let's talk about the overzealous Ava fans. It's uh, what is what is the the typical Ava fan that uh, that overblows what, the importance of the what series. Is the one guy that Anno supposedly punched. Ooh, do you remember that? I do not. Supposedly, he some dude was at some convention, and I guess he said something really rude to Anno. I mean, to the point of personally rude to Anno. Um, and I don't know the deal, but this this probably is a Google search. But Anno supposedly punched some Ava fan over something he'd said uh, at a con. Like, like, what did this guy say? I I don't know. I only remember this. I did at the time when the 
I think my friend Jamie had told me about it, and I looked it up, and you know there was info on it. But I think Anno might have been in the right, quite honestly, because some of these people, you, you know, I mean, we're getting into you know Lucasian level territory here. Lucasian, um, but uh, that's a cool word. Uh, no, we we are, and Ava fans are all crazy. Um, no, I I am an Ava fan, and I fully admit that there are there are aspects of the fandom that goes. There was a period of time when I was seventeen. That's when we were doing the RPG and stuff. Ava was like the most awesome thing I had ever seen, and it was you know all the things that everybody said it was and everything. And as I've grown and seen more anime, and and not that I hadn't seen a lot when I was seventeen because I had, um, but as I've I've seen other things, you got to put it into context of it's very good. It does what it does, but I don't know if I'd call it, you know, the greatest anime ever created. Like, uh, ADV does on one of their boxes of the multitude number of times they've released it. <laughs> and I bought it most every time. But, uh, I'm still waiting for a Blu-ray release of the series, but I don't see that coming because the cardboard cutouts would look really, really well, bad. Let me tell you about an Ava fan I met once, and this, this is actually a really funny story. Okay. I knew this guy once that Argue with me for like a good 20 minutes saying that the, the Ava anime was the origin of the song Fly Me to the Moon, and he would not listen to anything <laughs> about Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that, that heretical Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I think Anna would be the first to tell you that it was Frank Sinatra's song, and he totally wanted to use it. it. Wanted to use Well, no, he used it, I'm sure, with you know some degree of permission. Yeah, it's a, you know, Frank Sinatra's like, no, yeah. no, no, it was totally for Ava. I'm like, that's kind of mm, no. Uh, actually, it was written by Bart Howard, and was right. first recorded by uh, Kay Ballard. Oh, by someone else. Yep. It predates Sinatra by about looks like twenty years, according to this. Ooh, it's I didn't old. know that. It's a great song, though. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a great song. Unless Hayashibara Megumi is singing it, she massacred it. I'm sorry. Oh, it was bad. Oh, come on. Hayashibara, I've got great respect for Hayashibara Megumi's singing ability. She should stick to Japanese, however, because she had to sing it by rote because her English is awful. Well, right, but and it just she's not uh, she's not Marie Ajima, because who actually knows English pretty well. Uh, that was the whole thing about the Macross episode. I wish I'd been there for uh, was to talk more about the dub, ADV dub, because it was pretty good. Getting her to play Mid May again twenty years later was was. I just wish she sung again. Um, she didn't. Yeah, that was one thing. They just used the old Japanese the recordings. Old, but I think that you know people might have been angry if they hadn't. So, and her her English dub, she definitely sounds foreign. But that's the whole point is, you know, Mid May supposed to sound foreign. Yeah, but oh, that that kind of reminds me. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about how, how ADV used to just jerk off to this anime and put out multiple releases and tell everyone how great it is. Guess what their hi- highest their highest selling DVD set of all time is? Probably not Guess, Ava. It's not Ava. It's Robotech. Well, wow. <laughs> and that must, that must piss them off. They just bought that to... Uh, Ava's close, though. I know it sold a lot, but... Um... When, when Evangelion ended in Japan... Uh, the, a comment was made by the uh, Minister that? of Finance in Japan that this is going to reduce their gross national product by a measurable amount. <laughs> That's a joke, right? No. 
Sadly, it's not. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually of true. Of course, what would, Japan... what would have brought their gross national product back up as if Hideki Anno had paid his taxes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't. Again, I heard that was somebody else in the studio, but is that a whole maybe somebody fell on their sword for him? But yeah, it's uh, one thing to keep in mind is you know this was during the time in Japan that you know economists are calling the lost generation. Yeah, see, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, uh, it's a well, it's it's actually a big problem still today. You know, it's, we have a lot of young Japanese people who aren't working yet, or are you know there there is an otaku uh, epidemic. Well. You know, I'm not. I don't have a problem with people who are fans. It's it's great, great to have people who are fans. fans I was to say, fans. man, that would be like the pot calling the kettle black on. Various... No, I, I love fans. Yeah, it's just, I, it's just, I, I have say a... that the uh, that the, the term otaku goes a little beyond the English word fan. Oh, yeah. No, right. It. I mean, some of these I, people I, make religions out of their anime. Yes, and yeah. in, in England, the the Jedi religion is recognized by... I was going to say, and, and let's go to Star Wars and say, you know, you're, you're looking on the same level of Trek and Wars with some people. Well, you know, in England, that was done more as a joke because everybody filled their senses and put Jedi and they actually had to... <laughs> uh, Except that there are now real, honest, practicing Jedi. Yep. They believe Which in the is... Force. Honestly believe in the Force and everything. Do, uh, do they have to take a midichlorian count first before they accept you? Uh, no, 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 no. To become a knight, yes, but... To be perfectly honest, is it more crazy than any other religion out there? If you think about it, not really. I mean, well, it, it, it's, it's slightly different than every other. So we're saying there's an all-powerful force that binds the universe together. Well, that's side to our side. Sounds like Christianity to me. Yeah, it is life great. It makes it grow. Yes, it's uh... And then there's and then there's the whole um, Luma's beings are not this quote, tank. To quote the end of. Uh, to quote the end of the one of the last ep- or the last episode of Babylon Five we did, uh, season four. By then it was like thousands of years in the future, and they had this this chronomical thing where, and, and basically like they talked about Sheridan as the blessed Sheridan, okay. because by then he was a religious figure, and they did, but they didn't understand everything that happened several thousand years before, and Sheridan had made a joke earlier in the series about nobody will probably remember us in a hundred years anyway. So it's that whole thing of religions are funny that way. Sometimes they just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, like, there's the sect that follows follows the sandal and the sect that follows the hat. And the gourd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Life yeah, of Brian reference. The gourd. Yeah, the gourd, yeah. What about the uh what about the uh the uh episode of Futurama, what was it where uh, where no fan has gone before? He's dead, Jim. The Star Trek religion. The that st- was and what was that, Neil? What? What? I said that oh. was great. Where yeah, they will be no tribble at all. I think all my where power they to be, the engines. All power to the. I think my favorite is still Frank's front row. <laughs> <laughs> you know he only showed up just to do that. Well, I mean, but that's the kind of guy he is. And I also like how does you do a spoken word version of the real Slim Shady? He, he finds a way. way. <laughs> yeah, Shatner does a spoken word version of the real Slim Shady. Well, it's a it's a rap song, so it was already a spoken word version. To an extent, yes. <laughs> the problem with rap it's... is that people keep forgetting to put the initial C on the word. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. I'm yes. At least new rap, old school rap, you could actually understand if you listen to it. Well, you know what? But all it didn't rap suck is, is any less. All, all rap is is you take an existing song and you speak over it. Kind of. No, it is. It, I, I don't know. exactly it's a what little, it is. A little more complex than that. Originally, when it 
when it no, became no, what, what is it? You, 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 about this. You, 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 you take you take you take under uh, pressure and you speak to it. What do you have? You have you have ice ice baby. You, you take I hate uh, now. Oh, by the way, Glee did an awesome rendition of ice ice baby. You, but, you take you take uh, super freaking speak over it. You have you have too. You, you have can't touch this. That's all. That's all rap is. You take mm-hmm. an existing song made by a real artist. You can speak over it. And you're talking about older school rap than than you current. said. Older school rap is where it's at. It is That's because you, you can understand it, <laughs> and and anyway. they're still doing this. It. Like and you know, it's like Will Smith actually still do theirs in the old school way, which when he does but do then it. Then you got Marshall Mathers. He uh, he basically did the same thing with uh, Aerosmith's "Dream On." Yeah, true, true. Is this old school rap? We're talking, he was closer to old school than he was. I mean, you could understand Eminem when he would rap. Is the thing. It's what I'm getting. Like a lot of the you guys. Yeah, you can understand Eminem when he talks over sampled music done by a real musician. Anyway, I'm not going to argue at this point. I'm not a big rap fan. I'm not going to. I'm not going to think I'm going to argue that Aerosmith is a real mus- musical individuals. They're, they're better than uh, than Eminem. That's though. debatable. That's that's heretical, right there. That doesn't take much. And you know what? Actually, actually, Dream On is my favorite. Is the only song of theirs I like. Uh, which song did they use? Which one? Did it, they it, use? Almost, it almost has a Rolling Stones esque sound. Yes, it does. What's the one with Run DMC? Didn't they Walk use? This way. <laughs> didn't they use Dream On in the DOA opening, Ben? Yeah. Is that the one they used in the opening for Ultimate on Xbox? It, it the, might have been Kasumi and Akane. Yeah, but uh, like I said, it's a uh, you know Sorry. moving back to Evangelion. Yeah, right. It's a. Uh, Okay, LCL Tang. Um, um, oh, cosplayers. Oh, well, then there's Tiffany Grant. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> Tiffany Grant, the the uh, dub actress for Asuka, actually cosplays as Asuka wearing a plug suit at conventions. An awesome look. I might have to start going to conventions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me find the picture. Please tell me she's going to do the test plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, there's, it's very cute. Um, she's always said that Asuka was her favorite character she ever did, and that's totally fair because uh, Asuka is a unique. She's done individual. a lot of characters, though. I mean, mm. I mean, not quite as many, I think, as Monica Rial, but the less we see of Monica Rial, the better. Hey. I found the picture. It has really bad exposure to it, but you can get the gist. This might not be the good one. Because Monica Rial is a perfectly awful voice actress. Hey, now. She did Kirika in Noir. Yeah, this is one of the further, the closer ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad exposure. Yeah. Yeah, bad exposure, but you can get the gist of what's going on yeah. there. She has her bad. I've always, I've always wondered about cosplayers. Like, if there's something not quite right with them, myself. Well, there's, there's something but, not quite right, right with most anime fans who go to conventions. Well, yes, but I mean more so. <laughs> Depends on the cosplayer. Some people just, like, girls especially, just like. Oh to my dress god! Up. Here's her in the, in Oscar's schoolgirl in the front form. Oh yeah, I've seen this one. Okay. Well, I've not. Put it up here. I have. I have exchanged many emails with with Monica Rial. She is a nice person. She bites people. She might be a nice person, but she's an awful voice actress. She did Kirika. You cannot argue that fact. Who's Kirika? I don't know. I never watched the dub of that because no I won't watch a dub it's unless somebody really, holds a gun to my head. It's really see that's silly. <laughs> um, dubs are just about as good as. Yep, there she is with the uh, hair. Actually, dubs I find are generally lower quality. But you know what? We could do Usually a whole podcast on subs versus dubs. Yeah, let's let's get down the schedule, Neil. 
God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I knew Neil was going to do it at least once today. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're sort of wrapping up on Ava. I, there's probably some more we can talk about. I guess... Um, yeah, but we don't want to go uh, over the 80-minute mark. We don't. <laughs> you know, I was half kidding about that. I don't care. <laughs> it's just that the one show went like three hours, and I was like... God damn this. I'm sorry about that. It wasn't it wasn't yours. Oh. Well there is an awful lot that you can talk about with with Ava. That's Yeah, it's uh you know, let's I, like sure. the fact I mean there's no shortage really, of We haven't really gone into the symbolism of it because I think that's been discussed to death by Yeah, well the, the, that's the thing. We're not going we're not going to dissect the symbolism and write some sort of college uh, college essay on it. It's that that's that's for the people who want to get a get a uh, degree in otaku studies. <laughs> Well, that's not even what I'm talking. I mean, you don't even have to do that. You could do it as a psychology paper. And in fact, I know Ashley did and did really well with it. But, um, you know. You could write a doctorate on the sexual imagery of Eva alone. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. That's fair. And uh, I mean, starting with the fact that two thirds of the angels look like giant sex organs. And by the way, it's uh, something to bring up is at the end of each episode, uh, Masato's uh, voice actor always And even says, more fan service. Yes. I'll be doling out another helping of fan service. Yep, yep, yep. Um, which was the... Oh, geez, she had a line to Kaji when they were off-screen having sex. Don't put that in there. That doesn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I can't remember now, but... It was, yeah. it was, it was so bad, but funny. So Speaking bad. of Kaji, Kaji was an awesome character, but... Uh, he, he, got, he was the least screwed-up character in the series. He, he was no, the I, rogue. He, you know, the rogue... You know, the, yeah. the rogue, handsome, dashing devil. He was the Han Solo. He yes. really was. And But then there was that whole thing about, uh, what was it, back in the day when they go back to the, the um, Gehern flashbacks? And and Misato was all, like, <laughs> perky and happy all the time. And Ritsuko was like, it's because of Kaji. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Should we bring up the Magi? Oh, yeah. I guess we ought to. Okay. Shouldn't we? I mean... Okay, Rob, it's uh, Rob, uh, Tim, either of you can talk about the Magi? I'll let Tim go ahead and start. I don't have a lot to say about the Magi, to be perfectly honest. Aside from why on earth are those computers so huge? They're big. <laughs> but the, they are. The it's like, it's like, it's like a throwback to the Asimov days of science fiction. These I thought that was cool. A room but... and a half each. I agree. It was very Asimovian. Looking back on it now, you're right. I think that was kind of cool in a way. Like I expected a giant red eye. But really, you kind of got that with. Uh, that was uh, Clark. But, yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm but, saying. But, but. And, going, and speaking of which, uh, you know. The Sele uh, monuments to do that for you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, you know the uh, they actually had monoliths instead of instead of showing the actual seal members, they they show monoliths for them instead in the. Sele. Yeah. German. I always pronounce it Sele. Sele. Sealy, supposed- they make a great mattress as well as it's trying to take over the world. Sealy. It's German for soul. Actually, it's, it's spelled the same way as the uh, as the Sealy court of the fairies. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. There's that too. Yeah. You got the Sealy and the Unsealy court, Unsealy. but it's pronounced Sealy. It's it's a Celtic word. Yeah, but I remember in the old series they they showed them and they actually showed people and they had the guy with the Doherty visor. Oh yeah, um, Keel Lorenz. That was Keel Lorenz. Yeah. And about, while in the movies, it's. Uh, they just show monoliths with like. They may show them yet, but they probably won't. They don't. Necessarily... And by the way, I remember reading some sort of weird ass uh, uh, fan theory that that the, the guy with the Jordy visor was the Wandering Jew. 
Oh, I'd heard that. I remember hearing about that, The Wandering Jew. Yeah, I don't remember it being supported anywhere in the series. Well, no, it's not, but... <laughs> but then, this, little... is where it, this is why he said weird fan concept, of which there are billions, and we could do a whole podcast mm-hmm. just on that. On Ava fan concepts, but then we could also do a podcast on non-Ava fan concepts, like manga that look like Vampire Knight and Girlfriends of Steel, if we... Uh... Yeah, and the quality of either of those two products. (laughs) By the way, Girlfriend of Steel... I mean, you are seriously hardcore. I love Tim. We need Tim here more. Girlfriend of Steel is like like a dating sim Ava game that was... Yes. I never got to play it. I remember always hating everybody that had it because I didn't have a Saturn. And and by the way, the basis of Girlfriend of Steel was actually from an Ava episode called Jet Alone... About right. about the, the some private company building a nuclear power giant. I think Jet Alone is supposed to be, and you cannot advance. I think. Yeah, and uh, basically, awesome. basically, Jet Alone is this giant nuclear powered thing with these giant cooling rods out the back of it, and it was a neat design. And uh, Steel Girlfriend is the basis of the girl, the girl that's that's piloting another one of these nuclear powered whatevers is the is the Steel Girlfriend, and Shinji's trying to. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was cool. Shinji's trying to sort of, you know. Did you ever notice that the get his, uh, get his, get his plug suit in her? Uh, all right, I knew somebody was going to make a plug suit joke. Um, did uh, did did anybody ever notice that Jet Alone kind of looks like the big uh, robot from uh, Day the Earth Stood Still? Uh, either version, either the old one or the new one. Claw to Barata Nikto. Baratas. That that's that's what that's what Masada Show said to shut it down. Then. Well, no, she just typed hope. But I know, but it didn't, but then work, it didn't so. work. So she should have said Klaatu, Brata, Nikto. It should have worked, but yeah, there was that was because somebody uh, messed with it. Hmm. I think I always thought it was uh, was poignant uh, in Ava when uh, Shinji and his dad go to visit uh, his mom's grave, and then you're just like, oh, that's right, they're all crazy, <laughs> which is. And and that's the whole thing, you know. Shinji's dad is all about trying to, get, to bring her back. Yeah, yeah, and not even caring about his son. And he's completely sacrificed throwing his kid under the bus, literally the giant bus of LCL. Uh, bus of LCL. It's kind of like wheelchairs of the apocalypse. <laughs> Neil, that was an awesome picture you had, by the way. Thank you. With the uh, wheelchairs of the apocalypse, so we need a bus of LCL. A bus full of orange tang. It's so delicious. It's oh. it's tangerific. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's better, yeah, the, it's ending, the, the ending of Evangelion has made it onto uh, tvtropes.org on the uh, I am not making this up page. Actually, it's one of the trope <laughs> namers because they they say that you know everybody dies. Okay, that that's believable. But when entire- you say everybody gets hugged and turned into tang, then you usually have to follow that up with I am not making this up. <laughs> um. Hugged or something. I, I like Maya's uh, little moment when she turns into Tang. She yeah, Maya. By Maya, by the way, is a lesbian. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh certainly. You could tell from her attitude. <laughs> but uh, Ritsko just kind of probably drug her along. And actually, I don't want to know what happened between them because it would be some sort of a gross hentai experiment somebody would do. But uh, yeah, this uh, actually, Ritsko was banging Gendo, so. Yeah, and that upset. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Uh, and by the way, didn't didn't Ritzko destroy one angel by using an antivirus? Yes. Um, that 
So by the way, everyone, update your definitions so that way you can have super antivirus and anti-angel killing capabilities. Here's the funny thing about need it. I mentioned my character in in the Ava RPG I was in. His Ava was actually inhabited by Laliel, that particular angel, because she fled into his Ava in order to avoid getting destroyed. And and by the way, by the way, Tim, it's uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure if. you know, uh, ancient astronauts or angelic beings or what have you, whatever the heck they well, are. If you go onto Mars or the moon and you find a giant space dumpster, don't open it. I'm just saying that even, Linux, Cur- even yes. Linux kernel would not be safe from that. Even Yes, see that Neil got it. I thought that was great. Don't open the giant space dumpster. After 10,000 10, years, yes. That's because we did a Power Rangers episode. I know, and I need to see it. It was it was pretty pretty awesome. It was a hundred minutes of us just bashing the hell out of it. Yeah, that's what Ben said. Oh, hi Ben. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you are not alone. Very good. Um, you know, I, I think talking about talking about Ava has definitely made me want to watch it again, which I've done. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, I'm thinking about firing up. You are not alone after this. You could not advance yeah. though has not been played since I downloaded it. I, I, I actually it. own it. I can't and... it right now though because we're uh, we're supposed to have this party and so I was the one who bought it and we're just waiting for everybody to get together. So and I, I remember there's this one shot at the beginning of the first Ava episode and then the first Ava movie that every all the fans dissect the hell hell out of. You really? all know the shot. We do. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, maybe, but not. It's, it's a shot within the first minutes. Oh, you mean the um... the one where Ray like appears for the blink of an eye in the middle of the street? Yeah, yeah. You go I've never been able to figure that out. I think they just did that to mess with you. Yeah, you think? I, Especially I considering uh, if if you read the manga version, Ray immediately comes to the rescue of Masato and Shinji uh, piloting Unit One. Yeah, she's yeah. supposed to be in Unit One. So how did? And that's how she got but, yeah, injured. Yeah, it's there to mess with you. Yeah, it's it's totally there to mess with you. One thing you will like about You Cannot Advance, however, Asuka gets one moment in the sun, she gets a kill. Because I don't know if you noticed, but throughout the original television series, Asuka gets nothing. Really? Not until... until she gets half a kill on the, on the twin She gets angel. half a kill on Israfel, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I guess you're right. She, doesn't, really get get a, she doesn't get a single that. solo kill. It, it, by the way, hilarious scene at, after you know the two Avas are like you know on top of each other. And they the act, they, they show and the talking bubbles in the in the arm sorry in the leg of Eva one why yeah that was one of those weird moments of what what well, where 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 Asuka's uh, you know talk bubble actually hits Shinji in his talk bubble yeah they had a little moment where they decided to just go silly which I thought was kind of funny but it breaks the breaks the serious tension yeah it does it's one of the only times Ava does that. Honestly, um, no. There's lots. There's lots of well, moments where Eva just decides to crack up just because it'd be funny. And, and by the way, this is also uh, where uh, the uh, where the repeating name Pet, you know, shows up. And that's Pen Pen. Pen Pen, yeah. Uh huh. Pen Pen is great. I love the toothpick joke. One oh, of the greatest. God. Which did not make it through. Uh, the, uh, you are not alone. I was upset about that. <laughs> I know. So was I. They that do, was... however, rehash it in uh, yeah. You cannot advance. Oh, good. Well, at least still not toothpicks, but uh... no. But at least we got some. some... <laughs> get another no. go at that particular joke. Yeah. Yeah. But that was because he was like fourteen or whatever, probably. Yeah. Age of consent in Japan, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's why they use it for everything. 
14. Um, 14 is this magical age where you can show things in Japan. Yes. That would get you actually, you can actually really seriously, truly get arrested in the United States for, which, which is, is a stupid law. Which is because we're proof. Well, you want a stupid law. They won't be able to sell Evangelion anymore. Oh, no. Because of the, the new stupid law that uh, Ishihara finally managed to get passed in Tokyo, um, any depiction of any kind of incest at any level, no matter how mild, is now considered 18 plus and must be wrapped in the brown paper and put on the highest shelf in stores that nobody frequents. Ava only has like a half a se- Well, I guess if you count Ray. Is there any? Is there any? Well, it depends on how much of UA's DNA is used. Yeah. Is, is there no. any? But that is how you count. Because if there's any at all, then it's now considered hardcore porn. I don't well, even well, know. Actually, we're all related to each other at some point. I don't even know if that if that scene where he's in the Ava and his mom's spirit floats around him a couple times counts because. Oh, by the way, that, that by the way, in the manga, that's that scene is creepy as all hell. Yeah. Well, it was creepy then too. No, it, I mean, I mean, I haven't read I, the I manga. Mean, it, 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 it up is. to eleven. I mean, they show UA as a combination of of a human sized. Unit one without the armor and herself, and it is creepy as all hell. Ew. It, it, it haunts my dreams. No wonder Shinji was all fucked up when he came out of there then. It was actually the first time in the first battle, you know, how Wait, he just are passed you out. He wasn't fucked up when he went in? No, but I mean, it's worse. <laughs> no, you know, Tim saw that picture, you know, where, where he, you know, he's in unit one for the first time and he just killed the first angel. And, the he, guy. and he's, he's drifting off and. In the manga, he sees his mother, and it's his mother at first, and then she turns into this awful, horrible, half-human, half-human-sized Ava thing that's, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's messed up. I like it, the giant eye from the... Uh, no, the giant a, eye is... That was an X-Files. The giant movie. eye is Muppet Babies. No, I understand that, but I'm saying I liked it at the time when I saw the series. It was very X-Files. There's a lot of that, though. Like The, the manga differs in so many ways. That's uh, Sadamoto, right? Yeah, the yeah, same same about. character artist that did the character art for. Although the- I remember uh, that was the whole thing. Ano had the big argument with Sadamoto about doing EOE. I guess because I don't think he wanted to do it. Was that I know they had some serious disagreements at one point. Yeah, they had a lot of disagreements over the creation of that manga. For one thing, Shinji's personality gets a very big revamp. Um, he's not the spineless wonder that he is in the television series. Yeah, I know Ashley didn't like him in the manga as much. Um, he, he's a much more direct, much more straightforward individual, and he's definitely got cojones. He's still definitely wishy-washy, but he's not the spineless. So is his dad, though, is the thing. Like, they are similar to each other. Gendo just has cojones. And massive-sized ones that require wheelbarrows, since he's planning to change the world around his own desire. Just so he can have his wife back. Yeah. Yeah, which is entirely missing the point. He really should have taken care of his son and realized that that was what he had left of his wife. It's that whole, even he realized it, I think, in the last second before, you know. Yeah, I think I had this discussion with, uh, with somebody else, actually. I, I, I said that Ava, the, the entire series, really reminds me of Hamlet. By A the, little bit. By Shakespeare. Right. I mean, because Hamlet's this whiny little bitch that can't You know, the fact that his dad's dead, yeah. And his, you know, and his dad's, well, not his dad, it's his, it's his uncle in, in, in Hamlet, but he, he's this big conniving bastard who did mm-hmm. everything that he did just so he could bang the girl, you know? Right. I guess that, that's fair. I can see that. And Ophelia definitely. goes crazy and kills herself. I mean, the difference between her and Asuka is Asuka doesn't manage to kill herself. No, she tried. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
That's actually accurate. I hadn't thought about that at all, but I'm a huge Hamlet fan, and yeah, now that you say that, never there occurred. Are striking similarities between the mm. two. Oh, apparently Oscar's Ava has horns in the new, uh, which it probably should have had anyway. I think it kind of did. Yeah, but that's because uh... Unit One has one horn, and then I think Three has some horns too. Let's talk about well, that's Unit. That's the thing. They add yet another. Uh... Yet another unit in. Uh, well, they had a bunch, so I mean, they had what fifteen of them or whatever. And I remember there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of supplementary material on Ava, like the, there was a unit in Nevada that exploded or something. Yeah, that was the that was in my, in the RPG. That was where my character's parents were supposed to have been when it went up when they were developing the S two engine. Yeah, but so, it, it just unlike it's, everybody else's Ava, my character's Ava does not have his parents in it because <laughs> because his parents went up with. The branch in Nevada in Area 51. So, yes, which is where they basically said it was. It's the Nevada desert. <laughs> um, so, you know. And that's another thing. There's some other some. You know, how can we talk about Ava without in two mines? What? In two mines. Non nuclear mines. You mean? Yeah. Which yes. is rubbish. I like I'm sorry, every fanfic I've ever written, I turn them into nukes. Why? Because unless you are an idiot, nuclear weapons are scary. Right. Why on, like, now, to be fair, the Japanese have this racial aversion to nuclear weapons that borders on the psychopathic. It, it's bad. So, but... yeah, I mean, but can you blame them? They're the only country ever to have been nuked. Yeah, right. And again, apparently recently. Um which honestly isn't as bad as the reports are making it out to be. If you really look at the actual amount of rads going out, it's but, not near right, as bad not, as you but, think. But they're putting it on the scale of Chernobyl because of the sheer amount of sideways. Because there's only one other event that... No, no, no. You're missing the point. Apparently there's a whole scale that they that they use based on how much damage it does, or damage not so much, to other things. Like the rest of the economy, the rest of the area around... You know, it's not the radiation; it's the amount of, of societal mess up. That okay, that, 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 that's different. That's very that, different. That's it's... what they're talking about when they say it's on the scale of Chernobyl. The nuclear release wasn't; it was actually pretty minor. It might have been Three Mile Island esque. Uh, Slightly but, worse than that, but not, but, but right. not by much. But but as far as impact on the economy and impact on society and every and the rest of the world, it is on the scale of Chernobyl. Not in the same level of nuclear release, no. No, and, and that's that's part of the problem. People people are getting them. The the press is not making that clear that they're that 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 body that rated it as such was not doing it on the basis of radiation or or nuclear uh, material. Right. It was, and it was uh, and uh, you know we should totally the tsunami is the main reason for part of that. Yeah. And, so uh, you you know it's not just the the plant. Okay. And just to cover just to cover that, I I myself donated to the uh, relief fund. As a person who's had, you know, uh, connections to Japan that go all the way to anime and everything else, and and my heart's out there for them, and I know they'll get through it. Okay, uh, and so. uh, let's let's wrap this up. It's uh, I, I think we sort of uh, mind Ava for now. We might do a revisit or a Redux episode later yeah, on. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should like... really, I should really watch more of it. I, yeah. I tried to watch as much of it as I could this week, but my hand kept slipping and grabbing other anime instead. <laughs> I know how that is. It's just sometimes you don't feel like it, and yeah. um, if you get a chance, I mean, even if you don't watch the sub, uh, do a you know, pick up a couple episodes like the major ones and try both versions and see what you think. Uh, 
Um, and you might see what I meant on that. I think Shinji comes off as a whinier character in the dub than he does in the sub. Not saying he's not a whiny character. I don't think any of us are going to argue that fact. That's like saying <laughs> water is not wet is an argument. <laughs> even even uh, Tim will tell you that. But that's the whole point. None of those characters are sane. That was my uh, my friend, uh, his wife, I was telling you guys in the last podcast, had this whole menu about what they were serving for the Ava party. And uh, my friend Jamie has a note that says, Guinness, because Lord knows we're going to need booze for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because uh, it was Ava. So. All right. Uh, so then again, that that was Ava. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we're wrapping up. And, uh, oh, you know, this, this was your host, Ben. And. Uh, that's Ben, yes. Ben L. Carver at gmail.com for all complaints. <laughs> TV's Mr. Neil. Rob. And Tim. And we will see you next time. Next week we will be doing Muppet Babies. Oh, God. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>